Hi, and welcome to Allegedly True, where I share stories about my life that may or may not be true for legal reasons, of course. Today's recording is made possible by the Anchor app, where you and your friends can record podcasts from anywhere at any time. Most of my friends anyways are in different countries or traveling across the country, including today's guest, my very near and dear friend, Sydney. Sydney is one of the most positive and outgoing people that I've ever met, and we actually became friends while going through flight attendant training. So, hi, Sydney, and welcome. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? I am doing well as well. So today... I think she was supposed to be flying all across the world, but I got her here on her off day. And I thought, you know what, let's talk about work and trying to find that work-life balance. Basically, I think all of us struggle in some capacity to find that balance. I know sometimes I commingle my work with my personal life or my personal life becomes my work, vice versa. And Sydney as well is a Libra. So we're always trying to find balance. <laughs> yes. So actually, this is perfect that we're chatting about this because again, we're friends, but that we met through a work related thing. So it's very commingled um, for sure. We're like magnets. So, we attract each other. Exactly. Is. Exactly. And honestly, you know, just trying to figure out that balance is the most important thing. So first off, I would just kind of like to propose how does one achieve a work-life balance, you know, at least like in your line of work from other flight attendants that you've met, that you've worked with, and you've been a flight attendant for many years, how do mm -hmm. you kind of distinguish or separate your personal life from your work or does it all get mixed up kind of like myself? To be completely honest, for me, it, it can get mixed up. Um, and that's because a lot of my friends, as you are one of my airline friends, I end up having friends that are, it blends in. So on my days off, I would spend it most of the time with my friends from the airline, uh, from the airline industry. So I kind of blend them together. Um, and I feel like right now I've had a really good um, amount of my friends that, you know, work is work and at home it's home and my friends at home. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Right now, I think I'm doing pretty good, but it goes in phases. But I think for the most part, I combine them all together because it's it's a lifestyle. It's not just a job for us. So exactly, exactly, I think it just and blends in for sure. And a lot of people maybe understand what flight attendants do, and then they don't. And I know for me, I had traveled for a couple of years and I had been gone for 30 days, 40 days at a time. Now, my experience is a little bit different from a commercial airline, but I know a lot of people were thinking, oh, you get to travel all over. I'm sure you can have a, a special friend in every airport or whatever. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> for me, that's... Girl, where? Where? Exactly. Where hiding them? Exactly. I mean, I have heard allegedly true the story but I remember I was in Africa on a layover and I was staying at a hotel that was I guess a $500 a night palace in my Ooh, opinion bougie I know right 
and there was a tank in front of the hotel and there were 20 foot walls with barbed wire and you couldn't even drive a car up to the front door because people were worried about bomb scares, bomb threats, things like that. And the Mm. prime minister of France, I believe, was there at the same time as us. So very random. But Mm -hmm. needless to say, my flight attendant friend was on his phone, on the apps, trying to meet up with anyone that was willing because (laughs) let me tell you we had american soldiers spanish soldiers french soldiers dutch soldiers they were all at this it's quite the buffet literally and now i'm thinking of the breakfast buffet which was amazing but he could not handle it it's fine whatever you know he had another buffet in mind i guess Uh palate or appetite but i don't know what that's like for you but for me I like to actually get to know somebody and have a conversation and that's so hard when you're traveling as much as we are and it is fun because you can get away and you could either take a long vacation with your personal days off or even Mm -hmm. on your layover you just get to see and experience so many different things but at the end of the day it's tough you you want the stability you want that someone that's going to be there constantly it's just what it is. Listen, I've been listen. I've been doing um, some soul searching and some thinking about this um, for a while now. But yeah, that's what it is. It's because we're constantly on the go. We're making all these little tiny little human connections with people we meet on the plane with our crew members. We you know only for a couple of days that we're with them, and then so we're kind of craving that that you know we're Libras. We want that harmony. So we want to balance it out with also having that one steady person to go to, or you know what I mean? Absolutely. I'm nodding my head here in agreement (laughs) completely, which is definitely picking up on an audio thing, but you're so right. I think that's what it is. We just want a connection, one strong connection with someone, you know, and it doesn't have to be like marriage or anything. Like we just want like those core friends or those core, we need that, one connection or those connections that are very strong and solid because we're, you know, we're making those little connections. Yeah. It's so true. And again, trying to find the balance, like you mentioned, we're up in the air, we're flying, we're traveling. We have no roots. We have nothing holding us down because we're literally up in the air every other day doing what we love, which is traveling and serving people and being a flight attendant. But On the other hand, too, exactly what you said. It's nice to have a few people that keep you grounded, that keep you real, Uh that, you know, just want to be around you just because. And they are sad when you leave and you're sad to leave them. But having that connection is like the most important thing, at least for me. And it's funny. um, Well, I don't know if anyone knows this, but because of Sydney, I have gotten a buddy pass privilege and I am actually taking advantage of that next weekend by going to Long Beach. And I just realized my parents are actually on vacation in Phoenix and I have a three hour wait time in between flights basically so we're gonna now go and get breakfast for the day on saturday which is amazing yeah because where my parents live they're really far from any convenient airport it's like two hours to get there or you have to drive or you have to get a bus or whatever Mm -hmm. and it was just so nice timing is everything so my parents 
tend to keep me grounded because they don't care about, you know, technology and they just got a smartphone like a year or two ago. So, mm -hmm. you know, they use things, of course, but they don't even use the GPS on their phone because they're worried about the data plan is going to like run up or whatever. So <laughs> it's so silly. They're cute. It's precious. It's precious. I'm very lucky to have them. And Sydney, so talking about work-life balance, what was your first job and how old were you? I'm just curious. My first job like ever? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. So I'm, I'm flipping my hair over here. <laughs> you can't see it. But uh, many, many moons ago, I used to work at a movie theater and uh, it was one of my favorite jobs. I, I did it when I was 16, when I started to like think about like, okay, I need to do expenses for college and prom. And, you know, I was driving now. So I needed to pay, you know, all those bills that come with adulting. So that was my first job was a movie theater. And it was probably the most fun, to be completely honest. I got to see movies before everything was released out um, because, you know, to screen them. And back in the day, they didn't have the digital that they have now. So I would literally make friends with the projectionist and we would um, piece together the, uh, I think it's a 32 milliliter um, threads that we would do that. And um, and then you have to link up or sync up the audio to it. So I feel like I'm I'm a boomer in that sense. It's like yeah, back when I would, <laughs> back when I worked at the movie theaters, it was we had real it. film, <laughs> real film. Yes, you had to thread it through the machine and you had to watch for your fingers because that thing would cut you hard. So, That's scary. Yeah, I love that I asked that because I did not know that. But again, the topic of the day it helps to bring out these things. And I know I went to the movie theater maybe a month ago with my family. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because nowadays they don't use film at all. They might even pull up a movie off of Amazon and then just stream it in the movie theater and call yep. it a day, which is fine with me. I don't care how I get the movie as long as I get that experience back in the theater. And I had my mask on and I sat in the back because I was uh -huh. paranoid. But I didn't realize that the film when it's rolling, it could really cut your hand. I oh, no yeah. Because it's going by so fast. I mean, you got to think about it. Do you remember those little Mickey Mouse, um, little, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a little toy thing. And you would put the, look like a Polaroid. You would slide it in there and then you would click it and it would go to the next screen and then the next screen and the next screen. Yes. yes. So, and, and then you could see the picture when you, you know, made it like a binocular type of thing. So that's essentially what these wear is little tiny little cuts of, um, still um, pictures of what was going to be in the movie. And so in order to get them, you know, moving, they go super fast together. And then, they, and so that's how they move it. And you have to synchronize and when to put the audio and when to get it rolling. And God forbid the thing falls out of the little, it's, it was like a WS thing. And you just go up and down when you thread it. Um, but God forbid it just goes out of sync or the tape doesn't hold and it just, you know, it just comes out undone. And then all you see is these little hickadoos, you know, I guess the picture is just all white, you know, oh, and that's no. because you don't have the rest of it. And then that would delay movie theaters because then we'd have to go and have to retape it again and then rethread it again. And then it's kind of like the old cassettes, you know, we'd have to like rewind it. And so that would take all this time. So I specifically remember my very first movie that I watched that was a digital movie. And we were just like mind blown. And that was the Pirates of the Caribbean. I want to say it was the second movie. May have been the first one, but I want to say it was the second movie. It was somewhere between like, and it hasn't even been that long ago, to be honest. I think it's a little over 10 years. 
it was 2007, 2008, maybe 2009, around those years is when the digital came out. And I remember projectionist was like, I'm going to mess with you guys and started to rewind it. And we were like, whoa. No. Oh my we gosh. were like, mind blown. You can rewind? What? So. Blowing my mind. Well, Sydney, yeah. let's go ahead. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come right back and we'll get down to business mm -hmm. here with the work-life balance. Stay tuned. And we're back. Awesome. So again, we're talking about work, 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 work-life balance here with the wonderful Sydney. And of course, you and I met while going through flight attendant training. Now, yeah. I think that was a really fun experience and being a flight attendant is awesome. But I'm also kind of curious about maybe your best job and your worst job that you ever had and kind of going into detail. Ooh! before we answer that one, can I find out what yours was? What was your first job? Of course. Okay. I, thank you. So best job, I would say being a flight attendant was amazing because the perks on your off days, of mm -hmm. course, you can go and travel and be where you want to be. If you want to go to the beach, boom. If you don't want to go to the beach, you can figure that out too. So that's wonderful. I loved being on the cruise ship, even though I was very tired. It was so much fun, again, traveling and performing and getting to do that. So I, I would say those are probably my two best jobs that I've ever had. And then worst job, I was probably... 14 or 15 it was my first job and I had to mop and clean the floors of a coffee shop now I wanted to be one of the people who served the coffee and got the bagels ready and served the donuts but at this place in a very small town the only people that got to serve the coffee were women and the owner was thinking oh well you know the girl's they're the eye candy for the creepy old men who like to sit down and have a cup of coffee. And I said, I will not stand for this. Okay. Gender equality for employment purposes. You wanted to be the eye candy too. I mean, I guess I was maybe for somebody. I don't really know, but maybe it's a coworker. I don't know. But yeah. And the reason why that wasn't the best job that I ever had is because when I was doing the sweeping and the mopping, you know, if there was any mess anywhere, and I will save you the graphic details, but um, there were some graphic um, things I had to clean up. And, Ooh. you know, it taught me humility. I mean, I was pretty much a humble person anyways, growing up because of bullying and teasing and whatever. Aww. But besides that, you know, that wasn't great. But eventually, I did get the promotion. I did start serving coffee, I would even open up the store and the owner gave me a key at like 15 years old to open the store. Oh, and close, look so. at you, the responsibilities at a young I know, age. at a young age. So Sydney, yeah. what would you say your best and worst jobs were that you ever had? A best job, hands down, flight attendants. I love it for all the reasons you said. Exactly just that. I also love the interactions. Every day is different. Um, not, ev not every flight is the same. Every, it's little, every single flight is different. Um, so I love that. Um, gosh, it sounds so unstable. <laughs> I want instability in my life. <laughs> that sounds so crazy. Um, but no, and then I guess the worst job, I, uh, you know, there were two jobs I hated. 
I don't know which one. I guess if I had to pick one out of two, I worked at a call center one time answering the phones, you know, for people. It was collecting mortgages, but also answering questions about um, escrow and all that stuff. Although I learned a lot from it and the company was actually a pretty good company. But um, I, I hated being confined to the little bitty little cubicle desk. And then I was just so, gosh, I was just so miserable doing that. And then, uh, or I think probably this is the one that's the worst. I worked at a, as a um, leasing consultant for an apartment complex, which basically means I it was my job to show the the model of the apartment and then run people's credits and see there would be good qualified you know tenants and stuff like that. But I hated that. It was also my job to go write late notices to people who had, didn't pay their rent on time. No. And then I'd had to go and yes. And then it was, so I hated doing that. And then some people actually were having like financial struggles. And so it was my responsibility to also post eviction letters and say, Hey, you're really behind on your rent again. And, and, and so to me, Oh gosh, it's like, I mean, it makes me sad just thinking about it. <laughs> like I hated having to, do all those things and be that person that's basically kicking them out of their someone's home. That is just so not me. It's not on, not on brand for me. And so I hated that so much or that feeling it gave me. Exactly. Like the feeling of impending doom or being the bearer of bad news. Yes. So again, not on brand for Libra, not on brand for us. Mm -hmm. Yes, hardships exist in life. I totally get it. But you mentioned the the call center thing as well. And I know I've worked customer service before and you're dealing with so many people that are so upset because they didn't get this or this thing wasn't working and you just have to sit there and take it. And again, it's, it's so sad because it's like, there's nothing I can do. Mm-hmm. This is the situation. It is what it is. And I try to be empathetic and I try to lead with that. But I'm just really happy the company gave me some free therapy sessions out of it because Lord knows I needed it. Now that I am not mm-hmm. doing cu- that customer service and phone call stuff, I mean, it it really felt like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders and off my chest. So I'm yeah. feeling that was probably the same for you being the leasing person. And I'm sure you yeah. were great at it showing all the Thanks. new people all the yeah of course all the new units and everything i know i've been shopping around for a new apartment for like a oh, while now yeah and i'm just so thankful for all those people i, so. I the biggest thing that would drive me like I, I guess just like not bonkers but it would just like blow my mind would be how many people would just sign on the dotted lines and then they would change their mind and not realize what the sign and i'm like no honey you gotta read what you sign read everything and then it's a contract and then so I started doing where I would highlight things that people were forgetting or not realizing and then I would go like okay if you don't read your lease at all this is what you have to know you know so that way they understood what they were agreeing to because a lot of the times it would be that such a thing it'd be like oh I thought I would get my entire deposit but I don't understand why you guys are getting to keep $250 no matter what shape I leave it on even if they only live there for a week because they're breaking their lease, you know, and you're like, well, honey, you signed this contract and it says that they're going to take $250. Even if you only live there for a week, they still have to pay, you know, carpets and all that stuff. And it's part of the contract. You're going to lose that deposit altogether. It's non-refundable. So uh, my apartment complex, I always see anytime that somebody moves out, the local maintenance guys 
they have this huge massive thing like the foam and they have brand new carpets do they have to do that with every apartment or they just do that just in case they have a really bad issue with the carpet because like i'm cleaning mine vacuuming whatever i have to do to keep it in good shape because yes i want my security deposit back as well but mm -hmm. i don't know how all that works so this is very interesting to me i think it depends and mind you this was so many years ago but i think it depends on the company itself because i know we didn't replace the carpet but we still had it shampooed you know somebody would come in there and shampoo the carpet um and then no one would go see that unit until you went to go live there and so um that's what we had the model. It would show this is what the model is going to look like. And then, um, but yeah, so I think it depends on the complexes, you know, some I'm sure change it consistently. Some don't, they just pocket that money because they're shady. Um, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. so it just varies, but. Mm -hmm. And I was going to ask, was this in Baltimore or Arkansas? Arkansas. Or... Okay. Yeah, the entire, yeah, for the most time, you know, most of that have been in the East Coast has been uh, as a flight attendant or those kind of jobs um, working that I hated so much were mostly in Arkansas. <laughs> I love Arkansas, but the jobs there suck. So. I have, I don't even know. What would you say are some of the bigger jobs in Arkansas? Like, I'm guessing you have military and you have government jobs, but like outside yeah. of that, what is there? Uh, so, you know, that is a very good question. Thank I, you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm an Oprah, you know, like, I love it. Kind of think of all like, you know, soul searching. I honestly don't really know because, well, you know, I'll maybe call farming. Farming would be a big one. Okay. There's uh, chicken farms everywhere. There's chicken farms everywhere. Um, they, they, we do have a lot of universities. So I would say teaching, teaching schools. There's a lot of schools there. Most of the people that I know are either teachers or they're lawyers. And um, I know my best friend and her husband are in the medical field. But, and then my older sister teach, well, she teaches at the university. So, um, yeah, I think most of the jobs would be, I don't even know, I would say Walmart, big Walmart, is, you know, headquarters is really? there. Really? Okay. So, Walmart so this is kind of sounding like anywhere, to be honest, which is yeah. good. But I just, yeah, I don't know a lot of people that live in Arkansas. I feel like my friends, you know, um, have gotten out like yourself, you know, yeah. traveling the world. <laughs> Get out. So I'm sure it's beautiful. I've driven through there. It people is. were nice enough. But um, yeah, I don't know how they treat yeah. people of, you know, different backgrounds they and viewpoints and whatever. So for the most part, because, you know, like every area has got its bad apples. So for the most part, everybody is really kind. Everyone's so nice that uh, that is one of the things that attracts you to Arkansas, which is why so many of us don't get out. It's, it sucks you back in and everyone's so nice. You will never meet the same kind of people um, anywhere else you go. I mean, it's just different kinds of hospitality. Um, the people are great. You know, there is a small town I would avoid and that's uh, Harrison, Arkansas. And that's where the KKK actually originated and it's still oh, headquarters God. at. They even have their own radio station. So I would avoid Harrison, but uh, over in the north, I think my jaw just star. dropped. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever noticed this or not, but I was doing a cross country road trip a while ago. And then I was uh -huh. also driving to Texas because I thought about moving there. And while I was driving through Arkansas and small town everywhere else, I guess young people, we have 
YouTube and TikTok and social media. That's how we, yeah, yeah, this is where we get our information, where we get our news and it's Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. coming from a global perspective. So that's good because we have this education and knowledge and awareness if we want it, that's at our fingertips that maybe wasn't as accessible way back in the day. But for the older folks and for the people that are in small towns, they're still listening just to the radio. They might get the newspaper, but they're not really going out of their way to be exposed and to get worldly information. So Mm -hmm. I remember driving and all of these local radio stations, I couldn't believe what they were talking about, not to get political, but they were talking about the jab on this one radio station. And I was like, the jab, what is that? I'm really confused. Uh And then they kept having other people coming on as guests calling in and they were giving their opinion on the jab, which is basically, do you get vaccinated for COVID-19 or do you not? Mm-hmm. Is it a government conspiracy or are people just believing in modern day science? I don't know. <laughs> to each their own, live your life. I very right. much just don't want to die. So I'm going to do my part to do whatever I need to do in that regard. But it just blew my mind, the volume of people that were calling in that had this mindset. And I was like, I just, I'm so confused right now why and how people can believe that. But that's the thing. In these small towns, you said Harrison, Mm -hmm. correct? Correct. Yeah. Like who knows what people are doing there? We don't know because they're so in touch with their own community that they don't really feel the need to go outside of that. And then Mm -hmm. no one's really coming into that. So they can just, you know, hang out and do what they want, believe what they want. But that's Mm -hmm. scary. That is very Mm -hmm. scary. I learned something new today. Have you gone to the hot springs in Arkansas? Oh, yes, honey. So that would be like a Disney park, a Disney, a Disneyland, you know, for us. Uh, Yeah, you go to um, hot springs is actually about um, uh, 45 minutes away from Little Rock. So we would go there. There's a casino there. So we would go gambling there. They have all these like museums and tours and uh so i funny enough i went to college on the halfway point between the two so if we wanted to go do something we would have to either drive 30 minutes into litter rock or about 15 minutes or so um into hot springs so we would go to hot springs and we would go swing dancing at the old hotel that used to do swing classes or swing um dancing on fridays so that would be our friday night thing um, of course, everybody, I mean, Hot Springs is a beautiful little city, and um, you could literally go to the um, water fountain locally, any public water fountain, and the water comes out and it's hot. Like, that's why it's called Hot Springs. So it's a natural hot spring. It's not a Naturally fake one. Naturally hot springs. No, not a fake one. That's why the town's called Hot Springs. But Love yeah. It. So it's a cute little town. We should go. Honestly, I would definitely be down to do that. I guess I could fly into Little Rock and then we get a rental oh. car, or whatever, and just go to the hot springs, right? Absolutely. I, we can take my bestie. She can pick us up and drive us there. She loves the casino. She loves the girl can gamble. Done. For hours. Done. This <laughs> so. reminds me of I went to the Chenna Hot Springs. I think that's what it's called in Alaska. And that was a fake one. I mean, it was still great to be outside and the water and everything, you know, it was warm, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize that there were fake hot springs and real hot springs. So it's nice to know Arkansas has got the real deal, all natural. The real deal. Yes. Did you know that actually hot springs also hosted a lot of um, mobsters? mobsters 
Yes, a lot of mobsters would go over there. I mean, I can't think of all of the names, but I know Al Capone hung out there all the time. The one in Arkansas? Yes, in Hot Springs. He'd go there all the time. I, as a matter of fact, I went to the Mobster Museum in Vegas um, about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And um, it was just cute to see that they were talking about Al Capone was hanging out with some guy named Bunny or some, I don't know what his name was, but some other people, but they were hanging out. And one of the places they would go hide out from the cops would be in Hot Springs, Arkansas. I mean, had, uh, there is nothing there. else out there. So I guess that would be a good hiding spot. I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. God forbid, if they happen to um, trigger warning murder. Um, <laughs> but if they right. happen to like, allegedly drop a body somewhere, I was like, well, maybe the water wouldn't pick up the life form i don't know what i just i was thinking nature that's a good place to put a body <laughs> yes nature I and i mean that. it's still arkansas there's plenty gators you could feed somebody to the gators and it'll never be hurt you know hint hint carol baskin <laughs> you don't have to use a tiger <laughs> i am not into any of these uh true crime podcasts but i did really like murders in the building and we've talked about yeah. that before it was so cute i think they're coming out with a second season too so i'm very yes. excited for that me that too like i really love fun. that show i love uh, that show. and did you see that tiffany haddish sorry i didn't mean to interrupt no 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 did please. you see tiffany haddish was any show very similar to that very like um i think she's a detective looking for whoever murdered somebody and it's gonna it's on apple tv I oh. need to tune into that because I do yes. love her. Yeah. If you don't have Apple TV, holler at me. You can use my login. <laughs> copy that. Copy that. Thank you. But yeah. it's, it's so cute. So there's that. And then there's another, you know, we talked about this. Like all these murder shows are coming out. Uh, Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston are coming out with that uh, murder mystery too. What? There was yes. a first one? Oh my gosh. Where have you been? Like uh, years ago. It came out on Netflix. So, okay okay you that's probably why it. i don't know yeah you don't have netflix oh no i do i just didn't watch it i don't know i'm i'm weirdly selective sometimes where i i'll glom on to something binge watch that i can't get enough i want more and then i'll see other stuff that comes on netflix and i'm kind of impartial i'm just thinking well maybe it's good but for some reason it's just not doing it for me or sometimes like i have a full list of all the movies that i want to watch and there's like 20 30 40 and they just kind of build up and for some reason i just have this mental block of like oh i can't spend two hours watching that i should be learning italian or like i should be <laughs> cleaning my apartment or i should be like learning how to make a souffle or like something you know i'm just thinking in the back of my mind oh i can't waste my time on that but I should, you know, and what oh, was that movie yeah. that just came out uh, with Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio and Ariana Grande? Don't look up. Don't look Don't up. Look up. Did we talk that about was this? so good. No, I think so. No, I don't think so. Okay. Someone said that they didn't really care for the movie. And I was like, are you kidding me? It was fantastic with the yeah. cast, with the writing, with the production camera work, all of the cutaway scenes to you know, all these natural events or a frog. I loved when they cut to someone just on their phone laying in bed with the lights off. Cause I was like, wait, that's me. I'm in a movie. That's me. <laughs> that's me too. Come back. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Did you see Chris Evans was even uh, just a little memorable mention on there. No one caught that cameo. Chris Evans was in the movie. I can't so, remember where, but I would definitely watch it again for sure. Um, he plays the guy, I want to say it's the actor, you know, when they're asking him questions. He's got <gasps> yes. the shades and a hat and he's yes. trying to like blend in. 
But listen, I know my baby's voice. And uh, <laughs> I was like, that's Chris. That's Chris. And I was cracking up at his character because he's a really funny guy. And um, I say that like I've met him. <laughs> well, I mean, but, honestly, if you're an actor yeah. and you're on TV as much or in movies as much as he is, you kind of get that vibe that you know them. And they're like, I don't know you if you ever saw yes. him in real life, but whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I know a bunch of things about him, everything about him. Like he's a friend. Um, he does have and, a gay uh, brother. I do know that. Yeah. Yes, Scott. Yes, love them. And uh, I know way too much about the Evans. <laughs> but um, that's good anyway. for a trivia show or a game <laughs> show, right? I just have such a big like crush, you know. But uh, I'm lusting over that man. You but, should. Uh, <laughs> yes, but he's a wonderful human being. But yeah, anyway, so you know, that's a little a cameo that I've noticed. No one is talking about it. And like, are we not going to talk about the fact that? Chris Evans did this, you know, and there were so many cameos, though, in that movie that it's hard to keep up for sure. But I don't know about you. I think one of the reasons why I loved Don't Look Up is because it took you on a journey emotionally. Yes, with the storyline, but you felt frustration, you felt humor, you felt complete sadness and loss you felt anything and everything that could just all in the span of two hours so afterwards i was really shook as the kids say you know it just really Mm -hmm. affected me at the end because honestly and then of course like two days ago i saw something like oh we're gonna have an asteroid that's now circling the earth for the next four thousand years and i was like wait Mm -hmm. is it gonna hit us Mm -hmm. (laughs) is it really a documentary about what's actually happening right now you know? No, it's not. A, I just read an article uh, yeah. on the news. No, joking. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Bubbles <laughs> on the ceiling, too. Can you see it? No, I neither can I. <laughs> no. <laughs> my gosh. Um, well, speaking about kind of like TV shows, fun, work-life balance, stuff like that, I would allegedly love to audition for a game show someday especially one that may or may not have music because i don't know a lot of trivia but i do love music right yes that would be super fun but then it kind of comes down to again like it's my love for film and you know it's my personal joy i guess to be on set and to have that experience but then also like it is kind of work to be there because if we were potentially allegedly ever able to do a game show someday, maybe mm-hmm. we'd have to take time off of work or maybe we could potentially win money and then you could take that money and <laughs> not work or invest. <laughs> What'd you say? And they will meet Chris Evans. <laughs> exactly. You could be like, Hey, I'm going to donate to your charity. Do you want to donate your time to me as well? Please. Bring your brother. We'll double date. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That would be I'm amazing. so ready for it. I'm so ready for it. Unfortunately, uh, Scott has a somebody. Okay. Well, that's fine. All right. Yeah. There's other fish in the sea. Hopefully we'll, Plenty. we'll get to that. Plenty of fish in the sea. What are, okay. I'm just going to jump around here. What do you find to be a red flag in somebody? Cause again, we're talking about work-life balance and your personal life. I know trying to date and find someone who is compatible with all of mm-hmm. you and is willing to put up with that. It's like kind of challenging. I almost go, you know what? I'm going to save everyone the burden of dealing with me and I'm just going to hang out by myself. And if someone wants to come along, just be aware. Yes. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't think I'm that bad, but, you know, at the same time, everyone has their quirks. Everyone is their own individual person. But what would you say is maybe a red flag if you were to meet somebody, you know, on a first date or even I like to do what's known as a 90 day trial period. That's so awful. But <laughs> I, I really feel like it gives you a good sense of that person. You know, it, it's easy to rush into something, but at the same time, making sure that you keep your emotions in check and you're like, okay, am I doing this for the emotional high and the physical experience? Or am I doing this because I actually think logistically this is going to work out, you know, your head versus your heart type situation. So long winded, but what would you say some of your red flags are that you feel or have seen or don't want to experience basically? Mm. This is a very good question. Oh my goodness. You're like putting me on the spot. Let me think. Well, I tried to send the questions ahead of time. <laughs> I know. That's because, you know, of course, if I paid attention. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, it's fine. I'm just, so, I'm here just to make trying conversation. To think, trying to think. I guess some of the big red flags uh, for me would be someone that's not trustworthy. So if I feel like he's kind of a player or, you know, and guys, mostly not all of them, but most, most of the time, they only want one thing and it's just a casual hookup. So. Oh, I thought they wanted pizza, but okay, fine. <laughs> pizza and you've wings been, you've been out of the game for a long time yeah all guys want is food that's it you know that's what they say right get to go sit in their stomach um but yeah so i feel like to me like you know like again there's that saying hate the uh don't hate the player hate the game you know i, I hate the game i hate the game so much um yeah Same. i don't i don't like players i don't like you know i want someone to be more sincere um but yeah, I don't know I about like you. I would me. take a nerdy guy over someone who is a Greek Thousand. god in yes. looks. You know, I, I will take a Thousand nerdy personality because I feel like I'm kind of a geek where, you know, I like to just learn things and talk to people. And I don't necessarily have to like go out all the time, but I do like to travel, you know, mm -hmm. finding that balance is good. So yeah, a thousand percent. I agree with you. Um, a, a teacher once told me this. She said, find someone that doesn't think he's prettier than you, because then he's always going to put himself first because he thinks that you're less than him because he thinks he's prettier than you. So marry and an so, ugly guy. That's what you're saying. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and uh, no, so I really like take that to heart now. And I was like, that's a really great idea. So, um, you know, I guess now, now I've got this little bit of um caution I guess which the red flag is like okay does he think more of himself than I you know than me um one of the biggest red flags which I guess because I don't date very much I don't see it within me but a mm -hmm. red flag for me is how he treats others when you're not there that's the big one so I fell in love with my best friend's um husband and when I fell in love with him was you know we had gone on a trip and I was supposed to go and meet him and of course now I, you know every boyfriend knows okay now I'm being judged and her opinion is going to matter on my girlfriend and so for me it was watching watching Noah interacting with others when Kat wasn't around and how his behavior would be and he was such a kind soul so nice genuinely like just fell in love with him. I was like, Oh my gosh, I love this man. Like, and I sing his praises all the time. I always tell her if I could put everything or have a perfect man that I wanted for you, or I'd ever wished for you. Like Noah is none of those things. He's like million times much better than anything I could ever imagine for her. 
But for me, it was key watching him interact or his actions when no one, when he thought no one was looking. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I love that story. And talking about watching people's actions when no one's watching, I'm a big believer in watching how somebody treats a server at a restaurant. Mm -hmm. If they are rude, if they dismiss them, if they're not willing to have a little fun banter and, or, you know, I understand like Americans, we have to tip basically for everything, but if you're like stingy and like, Oh, they were bad. They're getting, you know, 5% tip red flag because that to me goes, okay, let's say I have a random friend over, or let's say if anything bad happens to me, or let's say, I'm not valuable to you in the future. Am I going to be treated like that? Are you just going to completely dismiss me down the road? I went on a date once with somebody and I remember (sighs) he was complaining that we didn't have forks and we didn't have utensils. And then eventually we got a fork, but it was like a salad fork. I was just so pissed off at the fact that this man, this grown man was complaining like a child and I was like no 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 shut it down we're done so I literally went to the next table and I just grabbed the silverware off the table because it didn't matter and I said here you go boom done because I yeah I don't know about you I like to be positive and we're talking about customer service and we're talking about the apartments I don't do well with that negative energy weighing down so anything I can do to Mm -hmm. squash that and I don't have a lot of relationship experience, but at the same time, if you are dating someone, I really feel it's like the yin and the yang are separate Mm -hmm. and then they come together and almost the colors start to bleed together because you're so close and so intact. And so if I'm dating someone or getting to know someone and they're having a bad day and it's all the time and that negative energy is really weighing them down, I'm a problem solver. I don't like just watch people struggle because I've had that myself and for family members and other friends in the past. So I try to do whatever I can to just fix the problem. So then once you're fixed and taken care of, we can have a good time. Awesome. But if you always continuously, you know, cause drama or have that negative energy and I feel like, you know, we can't work on that, it's going to weigh me down and you know, I'm happy to take someone out of the mud and clean them off. But if you're going to start pulling me down into the mud as well, I'm not trying to get dirty here. You know, I'm not trying to right. mess my conditions up here just to help another person. And I say that because I have helped or tried to help so many people in the past and it hasn't worked. And it's because you can't change people. People are going to do what they're going to do. And that's that. And I respect that. And if someone shows you how they love, you either have to decide, okay, am I willing to accept the love that they're showing? Or if I don't like Mm -hmm. that manner in which they show love or affection, whatever, then you have to leave that. So I don't know. That was very long-winded. I didn't mean to cut you off. But (laughs) but no, I mean, I agree with you a thousand percent. Yeah, it's learning how they love and how they show love. And is that the kind of love that you want? Is it going to fill up your tank? Have you read that book? The five languages of love. I know about the five love languages, but I don't think I read the book. 
Oh my gosh. I know. Okay. I feel like I have so much time to waste. No, <laughs> it could. I listen to audiobooks, and so I read I read these books through audio. You know, I read with my ears. And what, um, what app do you use for audiobooks? So let me look. It is called uh, Overdrive. Okay. I have a um, funny thing about me. Actually, I collect library cards. <laughs> Okay, that's really cute and precious. I kind of did that when I was in LA. I was like, I just want a LA library card just to say it was here. <laughs> so COVID was like, for me, huge because libraries were just giving out these like e-cards left and right. So I have a New York City public library card. I have one in Virginia Beach that I keep constant when I live there. I have an Arkansas one. I have two. One in my older sisters in Fayetteville, Arkansas, and one in uh, central Arkansas, where I'm from, that I keep active as well. And of course, one in D.C. So altogether, I have one, two, three, four, five, five library cards. And baby, if I find out your address, I will be applying for a national library card as well. Yeah, no. So yeah, so I have every city or if I can get a, a library card, I collect it. And so um Anywho, so that's what I do, and I listen for audiobooks. And the reason why I do that is I check on Overdrive, and it can combine all my cards together. And then I can look for a book I'm looking for, and if one library doesn't have it, then I'll look at the search on the other one, and then so on and so on. And then I also put myself in the whole list to hold for a book that I'm looking for, whether it's an ebook or an audiobook. And I may be number nine for this book on this library, but I may be maybe number two in another one. So, you know, that's so that. smart. Do they have <laughs> Jamie Lynn Spears book at the library? You know what? I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> they don't, but I got the free copy. <laughs> so... Wait, they had free copies of her Yay! book? No one was buying okay. it? Well, I think it was intentional. <laughs> okay. You know, the internet. Oh my gosh. I love the internet because it's very entertaining. So All there's the this, memes. There's this web page or there's like, Facebook page that it's all about Britney and free, you know, I guess free Britney and mm -hmm. so on. And so what they were trying to do to be shady is they downloaded a copy, like one digital copy of her, her book. And in order to, I guess, prevent sales with the book. Gave this is allegedly speaking free. folks. Allegedly. Yep. Yes. Allegedly speaking. This allegedly website. <laughs> yes. Allegedly true. This website was giving out the free links so you could download this Jamie Lynn Spears book for free. So you would essentially not buy it, which would prevent the sales going to her. That is and, amazing. Because um, it's shady. It's so shady. But I couldn't help myself. And I was like, you know, it's a free book. <laughs> I saw this video online and it was a bunch of people at a club during the pandemic but hey whatever and so they're dancing and the dj is playing mean by taylor swift and it cuts to a, yes. a picture of jamie lynn spears yes. up on the projector and then it goes back to the taylor swift music video and it was just I saw it. beautiful I saw yeah it too. i love that i thought he was great i mean did you see the podcast she did recently so you were telling me about it because you've been following the girl that did that podcast yes. right Yes, yes, yes. It's one of my favorite um, podcasts. So I didn't see it. It was the first video one that she created um, for this purpose because it's, you know, obviously very mm -hmm. in the indie events um, and we get a lot of tracks 
Um, and but... you want to see her face. So if she looks like she's lying, but she's saying yeah. something, you know. Yep. Right. Yep. But, you know, I listened to it like I normally would be. So I just listened to it instead of watching it. And it was, you know, I felt like, you know, I felt like a little more empathy towards her. But I still got to side with Britney, you know? So Absolutely. I, you know, I still, I mean, I think it's funny. I, I, I get it. I mean, it's like us just going through the internet hating her, but, you know. I wonder what Jamie Lynn Spears' worst job is that she ever had. Do you think it was like Zoe 101 or like, I don't know. Actually, now that we're talking about Jamie Lynn Spears, I did, allegedly, true, um, I had a friend in college who was interning for some random record company in Nashville. And Jamie Lynn Spears was trying to put out a country album. Now, I don't know if it was successful or not. I don't even know if it got released. But she said her mom was coming in, being this frantic mess, just kind of stirring the pot a little bit. I don't think she mm -hmm. meant to, but she was just very frantic. And Jamie Lynn was nice enough... I didn't hear any horror stories or anything like that, but she just remembered like, you know, Oh, I'm going in. Jamie Lynn Spears is here, whatever. And I think she did a show in downtown Nashville, but she didn't put her name on the marquee. She had a fake name or whatever. So no one would mm. like swarm. And it was more like industry people and like, you know, rando folks that just happened to stumble on by. But um, was it one of those like knock on the door, ask for Wanda, you know? Uh, you wish, right? Yeah. Like yeah. a speakeasy. Ugh, yeah. Amazing. No, this was like, I don't know what she, she might have said, like, Carrie Johnson is playing tonight, you know, and everyone's mm -hmm. like, Carrie Johnson, I don't know who that is. So people <laughs> wouldn't buy tickets. But then if you had the invite, you were like, oh, yeah, Jamie Lynn Spears as Carrie Johnson you know, performing tomorrow, you know? So I, I think it was more like they had to advertise and say that something was going on, but underneath it all, this was, you know, something more, more wonder, of a showcase. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how she did. I wonder if it went well or maybe bombed or. I mean, I don't know of any country music songs that she's put out, so I don't think it went anywhere, but. Yeah. I so I guess grouping that into going back into dating, um, did you, I don't know, I have a friend of mine who, when I was trying to, someone was trying to set me up with this guy, um, oh gosh, this was a couple of years ago, and uh, he was very strong and in, in into a, a politician that a friend did not agree upon, mm. um, and so she would say, she's like, oh, no, we can't date him based on his politics. And, you know, one of the things, and I, and I don't disagree with that. I think it's very tricky and kind of muddy. And so I've heard of people um, that, that have said, and they're like, hey, they're on the Tinder. And apparently people are posting on there saying, hey, I'm pro this, or I'm against that, or, you know. And so it's easier for people to go like, yes, I will, you know, I'll swipe right or swipe left based on their politics or based on like, oh, okay, I'm never going to like that person because, he likes this person, you know, instead of that one. But, you know, so it's becoming like a yay or nay or swiping left or right. I wonder if they're going to add that into Jamie Lynn, you know, or Brittany. <laughs> if you're if you're for Jamie Lynn, swipe left, you know. <laughs> what's your what's your uh, political party, Brittany edition? Yeah. Or which yes. which spears yes. do you affiliate yourself with? Yeah. <laughs> yes. You read my I mind. love that. That's exactly <laughs> what I was trying to get to. I was like, yes. I, yeah. Who do you side with? I love Make that. It easy. 
I so we were talking about traveling, flight attendants, stuff like that. I was in Kuwait on a layover and I didn't really go out too much because I just didn't really know what to expect in that country. But I had a couple friends say, you have to go to the mall. And so the mall, I don't know how, I guess they have a lot of Kuwaiti oil money or something, but that was one of the nicest malls that I've ever been to in my life. And I guess they don't really care about Britney Spears because I did go into an H&M and they did have a Britney Spears t-shirt in my size and it was like $5 or $7. And I was like, yes, I have to go to Kuwait to get a good deal on a Britney shirt, but I will do it. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Yes. I want to get me one. I want one too. I know. Okay. Next time I will plan in advance and get that for you. No problem. Actually, I do... Hmm. I might send something to you if you're interested. You like Taylor Swift, right? And her merch. Uh, hello. Yeah. Do you have a lot of her merch? Um. Well, my sister gave me a hoodie from the concert she, you know, the the last concert she had, Reputation, and I have like a keychain thing. So and... if you got something that was from the 1989 tour or album, you would be elated. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Anything okay. T Swift. That's my girl. Okay. Okay. Noted. Okay, cool. Yes. So Um, we were, yeah, go ahead. ahead. I was going to ask you. So that's another thing too. I saw recently. So I joined the dating um, apps recently. So I'm putting myself back out there and I saw that on on the, on the the Bumble, they put, you can put like uh, music on there. And I'm just going to say mad props to those guys who are putting Taylor Swift as part of their Spotify playlist. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. They're mm-hmm. not going to be like, okay, girls will swipe right just because they know I will listen to T-Swift. Gosh, people so smart. Well, <laughs> so what would you say the pros and cons are to online dating? Gosh, I think the pros, it makes it easier, like online shopping. It's easy, swipe left, swipe right. Window because, shopping at its yeah. finest. Yes. Yeah. Window shopping at its finest. Uh, absolutely. It's like being on Amazon. You can add it to my list. Swipe right. Yes. Add them to my <laughs> list. You know, maybe we'll I'll deal with them next week. Ones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Put them on my wish list. Yes. But I think times is actually like linking up or meeting up with people, getting them to actually hold a conversation because they're also then juggling with like, oh, squirrel, someone else pretty or something else. And they don't actually link up. I actually became pen pals with a guy many years ago who literally didn't even live that far from me. He like lived 30 minutes away from me. And I, you know, conversation was great. He was cute. He, um, he was a police officer. So he had a nice uniform and he was so nice, but he never actually met up in person. He never asked me on a date. I think he got I think got lazy, you know, so I think that's the cons is actually getting to link up with people. In this day and age, though, I feel like internet friends are more common. And I honestly think it's because of COVID, because so many people have had to stay at home or they've had to have virtual hangouts, whatever. I mean, I will say this, too. If I see someone who's cute, I might follow them and then I might like some of their stuff. And if they happen to like my stuff too, then I'm like, okay, awesome. And then in the back of my head, I'm like, maybe someday I'll be in Texas or California or Florida or Ireland or wherever. Maybe someday we'll meet up. Usually that never happens. Again, it's that wish list. It's, it's the, the window shopping. List. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I would say also pros and cons. 
I feel like pros are exactly what you said, the accessibility, the easiness, availability, just to browse and see what's available. I just, I'm just a curious person. So I just am curious who's out there, what's out there, just to get a vibe of a certain city. I do find that fun too. Like when I was going through Arkansas, I did not find much. So I was like, okay, this <laughs> yeah. is maybe not my <laughs> Wizard of Oz Emerald City no. moment here. But then the cons, exactly what you said as well, connecting with somebody, holding a conversation. And also on top of that, some people don't photograph well. And in person, I would be like, oh, yes. you're so my type right now. And then I so look at their better. picture and I'm like, this is this is you, but this is not you. <laughs> this is not you. Yeah. No. But then if I see someone that has a very over-the-top photoshopped face and they look like a Ken doll or, you know, Barbie, whatever. That to me goes back to what you said initially, find a guy who doesn't feel like he's the most pretty of the relationship. I, I'm not thinking that I'm the most pretty, but I'm at the same time thinking, oh, if that person's going to be so concerned with looks all the time, can they hang out in a bathrobe and PJs all day? Or do they yes. always have to have their hair perfect and, Again, if that if that works for you, if that makes you feel beautiful, great, fine, awesome. But I just want someone to hang out with and I would rather, you know, cuddle up on the couch and watch a movie and I don't really give a crap about how nice your hair is. Right. It, it is nice to look at, don't get me wrong, but you know, if you were bald, I wouldn't care. If you had hair, I wouldn't care. It's about who you are, the kind yeah. of, you know, emotional depth that you have. And if you have a great smile and good teeth, even better or an accent yes. yeah now are you on any of the apps great question so i window shop on tinder oh thank you so much for asking yes so i was on tinder now i go through moments where i won't be on it for like three to six months and then randomly i don't know if it's a full moon or something like that i just have to be on because i I need that connection with somebody or I just feel the need. I'm like, Oh, I haven't been going out. I haven't been seeing people. I need to be out there more. So then I make a concerted effort to be about it. And one of these moments I had reached out to someone who, you know, wasn't a model, but they had nice teeth and they were kind of, you know, <laughs> you sound cool. like my work wife, my work wife, she's a lesbian. And that's what she says about a guy. When I'm like, oh, he's cute. And she, she's like, well, they don't do anything for me, but he's got nice teeth. <laughs> I like her. I like. I need yeah. to meet her someday. You would love her. Yeah, she's cute little little pocket um, pocket troll. Love what, it. She, she calls herself something around those lines. But anyway, I digress. I'd love to call her a pocket pilot someday, but I don't know <laughs> if she's going to fly the plane or not. But yeah, so uh, this nice person we match and I'm like, okay, cool. You know what? This is the first person with a good smile and good teeth that I've seen in months mm -hmm. and months. And like, it's, it's been a long time because maybe it's the neighborhood I live in. Maybe it's the part of the country that I live in, but I just feel like it's such a struggle to actually connect with somebody, number one. And then you also mentioned too, actually meeting in person is another thing. Mm -hmm. So it happened very fast he said, oh, what are you doing tonight? And I'm thinking to myself, I am not going to be that desperate. I'm sorry. I'm not that kind of person. So I said, oh, I have plans tonight. What about tomorrow? And he said, um, 
I don't know, I guess it didn't work out for whatever reason. And then we were going to bump it to that weekend. Well, in the span of us talking and not meeting up, just out of the blue, I'm blocked, unmatched. <gasps> he tried to follow me on Instagram and I was like, yeah, please do. Gone, blocked, done, bye. Oh my God, rejection. <laughs> yes, yes. And I was Heard thinking to myself feelings. like, yeah, I'm thinking to myself, what did I do? And nothing. I was so, yes, thank you. Yes, nothing. At the end of the day, if you're not a match for somebody, it might not be you. It just might be them saying, yes. hey, maybe, you know, I'm looking for something else or maybe they have their own business going on. I don't mm -hmm. know. Actually, you know what it was? I said that I wasn't comfortable going to a busy, crazy bar right now because of COVID and right, right. call me crazy, but I just like would prefer not to get it. And if I can be smart about it or go eat outside or go for a walk outside, like especially mm -hmm. for a first meeting, Right. Or, you know, if you want to invite me to your house and I think that you're working from home, you know, it's adding this extra layer of protection <laughs> that I didn't really need before, you know, just kind of monitoring where people have been, what they've been doing, whatever. It's your comfort level. Yeah. Exactly. And it, at first, they should be somewhere where you're comfortable with, you know, or, you know, so you can relax, let your hair down, you know, get to really bond or get to know each other. Exactly. And so. I feel like I wasn't what he wanted like I think he wanted someone who was down for anything ready to go and I'm at a point in my life where I don't mind being up front and saying hey I'm not comfortable with this hey yeah. I don't want to do that hey this isn't working for me I feel comfortable doing that and if someone doesn't appreciate that or respect that and they block me I... and whatever fine yeah. I was totally fine before we were even talking, but I'm pissed off though, because I spent the time shaving and getting rid of the extra hair oh. on my arm oh. and like, you know, what, and I'm like, why did I do this? Why did I do this? Yes. It's not worth it. Ugh. You could but... have been like Carrie in your sweatpants doing exactly. nothing. And then exactly. I have stuff to do. I need to write a blog. I need to have a podcast with Sydney. I need to, yes. you know, make more TikToks. I need to, I have stuff to do. So that kind of helped put things in perspective for me as well, because it's a waste of time. And that's the thing, my professional resume, we're talking about the work life balance here. Again, it's all tying yeah. in. This is great. My work resume. Amazing. I don't have any gaps in work experience. There's no gap in time between employers and I have many good references and I have a lot of experience for many, many, many years if I had a resume for my personal life or my dating life, <laughs> I have a lot ass. of gaps. Yeah. A lot of gaps. Not like that. Not physically, just like in time. <laughs> yes. Yes. A D. Well, not even that one. Oh, a C. A C minus. Is that better? Right. 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 And yeah. And so I don't have a lot of references. I don't have a lot of time spent mm. at each relationship as well, you know, versus, you know, other employers have been there for years and years and years. But for some reason, I had always made an excuse for myself, whether it was I wasn't comfortable in my own skin, I wasn't ready to be who I wanted to be, or I was in a Christian city, or I went to a Christian university, so I couldn't possibly and I don't know, I just I got to a point as I got older where I just stopped caring because I don't think anyone else cares. And it's been really liberating. Just be like, Hey, look, I don't give a shit. I'm letting my hair down. I don't have much of it, but 
metaphorically speaking, yes, especially after I got rid of the arm hair um, the other day. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I just feel like overall, people just need to live their life authentically. And however best you can do that, obviously, without hurting or affecting anyone negatively, I'm all about that. So, you know, if someone wants to be a naturist and go on a nude cruise, I support that. You know, I might be worried about my skin and getting UV rays. No, I'm just kidding. I love getting a good <laughs> chance. But, you know, I I just support people. You know, if you want to be a chef and that brings you so much joy, I'm all about it. Now, if I'm dating somebody, I might have certain red flags or things that are kind of non-negotiables. But a, a lot of those things you don't find out in the first couple of dates, in the first couple of days of meeting someone. It takes that time and you go, oh, that's a red flag and that's a red flag. And you have to yeah. determine how much do you want to take on? How Because we all have different levels of crazy and all yeah. that stuff. But what are you willing to put up with? What are you, you know, and it's just tough because I have been in love before and it really eats me alive when it doesn't work out and it's honestly myself just saying this should work and I want this to work but the idea of this relationship is better than what it actually would be yeah but you know when it's the right guy when it's the right person um it's gonna work out it's gonna be like just seemingly easy you're gonna be like wow this is this should be a lot harder than it is it's so. like that Rihanna song where have you been where have you been? I actually don't All know my life. Song, but... Yeah. Oh, yeah. and I didn't realize that she was pregnant. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Did not and know. I... And now we're never going to get new music. We're never going to get an album. She's I'll not going to tour. Say never. I mean, Christina Galera had a baby and was doing some TV shows and just putting new music out. So never say never. Christina's a different story, though. I don't know why. She doesn't have a makeup line. She hasn't got a lot going um... on. Yeah, I guess I could see her that I would go like very Jessica Simpson style too, where she's got a shoe line and she's got like other products. And then I miss yeah, her. Jessica, me too. She was one of my faves. So so I went to a ear, nose, and throat doctor recently because I was worried about having vocal polyps and nodules and all that stuff. Well, they stuck a micro microscope down my nasal cavity. They said it was fine, but I still want to be seen by a speech therapist just so in the future, if I go back to singing and talking and whatever full time, I know what to do. So she was saying, you know, really focus on your breathing. But also I made this reference about acid reflux or she asked me if I had acid reflux and I was like, oh no, no, I'm not like Ashley Simpson. And she just stared and was very quiet and I was thinking to myself I don't think she's much younger than me but people know about Ashley Simpson right yeah and then right. I thought well she's a medical student so she probably spent her time like actually studying about medical stuff instead of watching Saturday Night Live and watching Ashley Simpson's demise yeah yeah but that was true. a moment I miss that's I miss the Simpsons true. yeah I did too they were really funny girls to watch I used to watch that Nick Lachey show when she was dating them and um newlyweds back newlyweds yes it was mm -hmm. addicting she was just so funny i wanted to be her friend <laughs> i was like how oh, is she she's just so down to earth i honestly i think that's one of the reasons why she was so successful in her career is because she was so nice and down to earth and you Absolutely. know easy to get so 
So absolutely. Well, um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about long distance relationships, because again, being a flight attendant, being away, being close, far away, whatever, definitely is a whole different ballgame. So we will come right back and talk about that. So we were talking about the long distance relationships thing, but also we were talking about the unmatching situation on Tinder. And so like, I was so annoyed at what happened. And so I reached out to a friend of mine who I would say is a pro. (laughs) I don't know if that's a thing, but yes, he has more experience than me because he lives in New York city. He's Mm. in a bigger city with Mm -hmm, more options. mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, I have to talk to someone. I'm reaching out to you. This is what happened. Has this happened to you before? How do you handle it? What should I know? Very smart guy. And he literally said, oh, I've done it before all the time. If I've never met somebody in real life, Mm -hmm. it's fine to unmatch. But if you meet somebody in real life and it doesn't go well, it's good to be open and honest and upfront just saying, hey, this isn't going to work long term. Thanks. You know, I feel like my thing is if it doesn't work out with someone, I I will just say, oh, I'm happy to be friends. Let's hang out. No. <laughs> no. No, because a lot of people say that, but they don't really mean it. So it's one mm. of those like, it's you know what I mean? Don't be that guy. Says, Let's be friends. We can still be friends. Like, no, I have enough friends. You know, <laughs> you have enough friends. <laughs> I would be like that guy when I got told for that because I hear that line a lot for, to, to a friend of mine let's just be friends and I'm like no we have enough friends you're looking for a boyfriend you know Kinda but live. see here's the thing just because it doesn't work physically shouldn't mean that you don't like someone wholeheartedly now if I didn't like their personality and they were not doing it for me physically then I would be fine to just say this is not a match this is not going to work out but I did go on a date with someone way like many 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 months ago and he was really nice apparently he held some local government office position of some kind and i was like cool awesome all right you know and he was like my age or maybe even a year younger and we had a nice connection but i just knew for some reason i don't think i could pursue a physical boyfriend relationship there but he's really nice and i would definitely hang out with him again and he seemed to be really fun and he was all about you know fun events in town or concerts or shows or whatever so i said after like a month which was really bad but i'm bad with timing when it comes to the stuff again my personal life dating resume is not good lots of gaps and no referrals (laughs) 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 or references um But yeah, I, I just said to him, I said, you know, I I really enjoyed getting to hang out with you. I just think right now I'm, you know, more interested in finding friends. Like, I'm not really trying to date right now. So I would really like to be friends. And then, of course, he's like friends with benefits. And I was like, no, uh, just friends. <laughs> I'm quite. sorry. You know, and he was really, I think, wanting more. And we, yeah. again, we did have a really nice time. But I just think overall, long term, if it's not going to work and you know it in your heart, you know, 
let yeah. let that person go and yes. communicate that as best as possible. Now, I have a tendency to manage other people's emotions. So if I know that a certain word or phrase or combination of words can be triggering to someone like, hi, I don't find you physically appealing and you're kind of annoying. I don't want to see you ever again. That's going to be triggering. And I don't want someone to feel that. I just want someone to go, okay, it didn't work out because I respect people enough on this planet to give them a certain level of decency if they show that to me. So, and mm-hmm. rant. So nice. That's so nice of you. But you're saying no. Tell me about like, how do you you let somebody down easily? Well, I mean, just, you know, well, I guess it just, I feel like I, I, the guy one time because we, I led down the wall and became friends with him. And then he became like who I depended on. And then looking back, I'm like, that's should have, that's the guy. I've never let my walls down as much as I did when we were friends. Definitely not when we were dating, you know? And so, um, so you were friends and then you started dating. Is that what I heard? We were dating. Well, yeah, we were friends at first because I was kind of dating his roommate. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to like date with her roommate, but it wasn't working out. And like, obviously we didn't get very physical, but, um, the roommate actually ended up like setting us up together. Like he was like, you know, I feel like you have more things in common with my roommates and then uh, one of my roommates. And then, uh, and then, which how I was nice totally vibing? Yeah, I was totally vibing with the roommate wow. anyway, and so um, and vice versa. He was like, you know, if he's gonna want to ask you out, I'm okay with it if you're okay with it, you know, or if you're interested, um, you know, because he was a really generally nice guy, and so I said, sure, you know, I would love that. And then lo, lo and behold, we started dating, you know, and um, how long did that last for? You know, I was a little damaged. I was still hung up on somebody else. So we only dated for like, I think three months or less. And then I mm-hmm. wanted out of that relationship because I was still damaged. And like, I didn't want to let down the walls. And I felt like uh, I was still healing. My heart was still healing. And he was there through that entire process. But I wasn't the nicest or the best girlfriend. Uh, I do think I was maybe his first girlfriend. I know a thousand percent I was his first. Oh, And gosh. then... um yeah and so that was you know community service yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know but then we broke up you know it's funny because he remembers breaking up with me and I think he did break up with me now that I think about it but it was more like my inner saboteur that was Mm -hmm. really so he had a jet of mind tricked him you know a jet of mind fucked him so Actually, it was me breaking up with him, but it was me having him break up with me. Good so, job. Wow. Yeah. And so it's really funny because when he has that memory and he's like, yeah, it's, you know, this is when I broke up with you. and Or when I broke up with you. And I'm like, you broke up with me? What are you talking about? Like, are you kidding me? Did you see me back then? You know? um, but, and then I remembered, like, you know, I started, as we were reconnecting again, I was like, oh, that's right. I did make him think he broke up with me but it was really all the way around you know I just wasn't ready for that relationship you know I I feel like for such a long time I didn't realize that I needed to heal and I feel like I've taken this time through the pandemic to do just that and I'm a big believer in certain people coming into your life for a season 
for a chapter, but I always feel like no matter what chapter I'm living, there's always a few good people that are going to come along the long haul. They're going to be there for the rest of my life journey. And definitely you are one of them for sure. Because that, yeah. And that whole flight attendant experience, it had very dynamic moments Honestly, there's been a reality show on flight attendant school in the past. They could have done it again with us, let me tell you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, at the end of the day, that guy that you were dating, you know, maybe he needed to be there just for you to have that realization that you still remember to this day. You know what? When someone else was there and I was kind of damaged, instead of just dealing with the damaged self by yourself, you kind of had a witness to see what was going on and maybe it Mm -hmm. helped you to go "Mm, I'm not ready yeah Yeah. exactly and I definitely wasn't ready and now that I do want to open up and be ready he's not ready and he's in a dysfunctional relationship of his own and he still wants me to come to him and you know and vent out or be there for he wants to be there for me as a friend um although the attraction is still there um but to me I feel like and this is maybe why I feel because this all happened very recently, like within mm. like the last year and a half, maybe two years. Yeah, I think it's like a year. Or is he so. the one that got away? Do you think? Uh huh. Yeah, a thousand percent, a thousand percent. And um, but and then and so that's where I feel like, you know, when you let your guards down, especially with friends, you let your guards down, and it's so much easier to get emotionally connected or emotionally invested in that person. And um, so I personally. I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want somebody else to be there as a friend. Like for instance, the cop that I was uh, pen paling with, he wouldn't ask me on a date. So I cut him loose. I was like, I don't need a pen pal. I want somebody here now was wanting to see me and spend time with me. I'm looking for a partner. I'm not looking for a pen pal. I'm looking for someone to cuddle up with at night. Um, And so same thing. I feel like I'm happy with the friends that I have. It's great if it, you know, turns into a friendship but I'm not going to try to maintain a friendship with a guy that didn't work out on a date because, you know. Mm-hmm. It, you mm-hmm. talked about the roommate situation, yeah. which I think is funny because there was one time I have had so many missed opportunities. I can't even remember, honestly, I because I was too scared or something said, Mm-mm, this mm-hmm. isn't right or. Because I've met some really, really, really great people. I really have. And Mm -hmm. I've had some good connections with people. I've had some not great connections with people. But yeah. I I call them great almosts. (gasps) Great Mm -hmm. almosts. Yes. There's a lot of great almosts. The one out there. That is a great line. And again, (laughs) yeah, of course. And kind of what I mentioned before, the idea of somebody or the idea of something is sometimes better than the reality. I'm such Mm -hmm. a big believer in that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another reason why sometimes I'm not necessarily as gung-ho to meet somebody because maybe I'm a little jaded, but I also feel like I've maybe had more not good experiences than good ones. But then Mm. people are like, you have to be willing to deal with the bad in order to find the good. But then I'm like, that's so inefficient. Why can't I get a referral? Like, why can't I, you know, 
Yeah. Can't make it work, but it's fine. But also talking about dating, have you been in a long distance relationship before and how has that worked? Or have you been working as a flight attendant, having a relationship, having a partner, boyfriend, whatever, and how has that worked as well? So, um, yes, I'm in the best long-term relationship of my life, but it is with my best friend <laughs> and with my friends and my family. And it's not with a guy. Um, I actually don't, I've never been in a relationship with a guy within having this job because I feel like my schedule was all over the place. And when I was commuting, it was taking time away from, you know, from being mm-hmm. at home. Um, I did try it. Okay. So I left when I first started many a couple of years ago, I left Arkansas and um, I moved to the East coast and then I moved back for a year. And at that point I started dating this guy whose name rhymes for years. Actually, he was uh, a it rhymes with a, who with your name. Oh, mine. Was, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Brandon is his name. Oh gosh. Mm. Everybody of course refers to him by his last name. And, um, Arkansas is a very small town, so I'm sure everybody, if anyone that knows me is listening to this, they already know about him. Um, but yes, he is a, he was a lot of fun and he is very handsome and I'm telling you like, woof, but, um, and just so Better much Better than fun. Chris Pratt? Yeah, I guess so, because I'm not a Chris, I mean, are you trying to refer to Chris Evans? Cause oh my God, yes. This is totally different. <laughs> different no no one compares oh. to chris evans chris, chris evans, evans for me you. is a personality he's just like a dreamboat um but no um i mean he was very looking i mean he was he's very very attractive and very fun my friends you know most of my friends that were party friends loved him because it was a good time lots of lots of great laughs he made me um laugh the most i think out of all my relationships i had such a great time with him but he had his own issues. And so when I moved back to the East Coast, we were trying to do where I would come to Little Rock often to come see and or hang out with us. And at this point, we didn't have a title. And because I didn't want to have a title because I was moving back, uh, back, at, you know, back to the East Coast, back to Virginia Beach. And I didn't want something to hold me down or anybody to hold me back. And so we did try the long distance for a little bit, but he had his own issues. Um, for instance, he would have, he's got trust issues, I feel, because he would get super jealous if he found that I was hanging out with some of my pilot friends. Um, you know, and so to me, it's something that became a, like you were referring to a red flag, I, those trust issues. Um, I want someone to trust me and I'm going to trust them, especially in this industry when we're gone for so long for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So trust is a big thing. Um, so he, had, those were some of the red flags. And so, and then at some point, those trust issues he had, um, what he would do is he would distance himself. So at first, when I would come visit, he would see me, we'd see each other. And then it prolonged and then it became a thing where I would be like, I'm in town, would love to see you. And I was constantly looking at the door to see if he would be coming through the door. And then he never did. He, he oh. wouldn't, you know? Uh, it was always coming to him, me coming to him. And uh, so I think it was just, it just fizzled out and it's had its own dysfunctional, dysfunctions, you know, within what I'm looking for, what what else, my baggage and his baggage and stuff. And so it just didn't really quite work out. Would I do it again? A thousand percent, especially on my current airline. 
actually, you know, the, the roommate we were talking about, I um, wanted to get back together with him. And I was looking at cute little, little studio apartments in Arkansas. And, get um, out. yeah, it was, it was, yeah. What does <laughs> it was, a one uh, bedroom go for in Arkansas? Just curious. I like 800, 900. Yeah, everything's it's... like fifteen hundred in all the major cities down south. Yes, so. that's exactly how much I pay my rent right here for a studio apartment. But it mm -hmm. does include all utilities and parking. So and it's like in the that. heart of DC, so it's great. But yeah, it's a lot cheaper to live in Arkansas. But I would be commuting. Um, the beautiful part about my current airline is our commuter policy is amazing. I can fly out of I can work out of any base. Um, I mean, it just, that's the biggest thing is the commuting um, policy is so great. I could literally live in a little bitty town of Arkansas and still be able to do what I do. And um, so that I, is what great. I do, what I, yeah, so it's, yeah, so I could move there, you know, if I wanted to um, pursue something serious, you know, of course, that's not going to pan out at all, uh, that relationship anymore. But um that's a different story <laughs> itself. But yeah, so could I do a long distance right now in the beginning? Yeah, absolutely. I can fly in anytime I want to. I can come see you. I can fly out of work anywhere else um, and make it work. So, That's incredible because yeah. not many people have that availability. I remember, I think yeah. Keith Urban and Nicole Kidman, they had talked about how they never go more than eight or 10 days yeah. without seeing one another, which I think is a very sweet sentiment. Mm -hmm. And they also have the money and the luxury to be traveling and making that connection work. But, you know, I do think about other people, like I was talking to someone in Atlanta and, you know, it's not super far, but it's also enough to be far enough to yeah. really be challenging. If you only have two days off on the weekends, you're spending, I feel like one of the days just in the car traveling to and from. Yeah. But when you do have flight benefits, it does make it a little so bit easier. easier. Yeah. I'll be bit. in the first flight out as soon as I get done with work. I'll be there. Yes. It makes it so much easier. Um, exactly. So but also it depends on the airport too. Cause like, mm -hmm. you know, if you were going to fly into LAX all the time, you know, that's feeling a little bit busy, but if someone can come pick you up, who cares? That's, you know, not a problem. But my other thing is like the closest airport to me, there's no, every time you go, you basically have to pay for parking or you have to Uber because there's no like easy way to just walk up to the airport. You have to take a bus cause it's like off the highway. There's no, right convenient way to really get there so that's kind of hard because i would like to just get in get out all the time maybe it could yeah. be for i don't know like a monthly parking pass i don't know but yeah you could see parking i mean as an airline employee um i mean most some airlines most airlines uh will pay for one place so they'll do parking um my airline doesn't pay for my parking but they do give us a nice discount it's like 30 bucks and it could be any airport, depending on you want to. So my current airport where I park my car is only $30 a month. But I do know other people who only pay $100 for the entire year just to park <sighs> their car there. Um, so it is doable. You can totally wow. ask them and see like, hey, how much would it be for a monthly parking? You just got to go to their offices and just ask them that and be like, hey, so I know people that have parked in two different airports. They'll say, hey, so I'm able to make it work. I commute, I have an airport car, and then I have my my car that gets me to and from home. Oh. So, 
I am lucking out because my trip to California, I'm flying out, I think this weekend and the paint on the hood of my car is starting to chip. So I just told the guy, Hey, I'm going to be out of town for a week and a half. Can I just leave the car with you? And he said, yeah, that's fine. And lo and behold, it's like three miles away from the airport. So I'm like, Oh, that's perfect. Yep. Yep. But I don't know how Uber and Lyft calculate their fees. Cause I'm like, if I just Ubered from home versus, you know, whatever else, it's like an extra 10 bucks. And I'm like, really? But I'm going so much further. I don't understand. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how their math works at all. I'm yeah. But I'm still Same. very thankful that we have it. Cause when I first started, started flying in 2000 and Jesus, 11, 2012, <laughs> like <laughs> math. Um, they didn't have that. They didn't have Uber back then. So we had to pay for a cab. And even if you're only going like maybe three miles away or five miles away, cabs were like literally about $35 (gasps) going each way. It was like 70 bucks a week. So it was a lot of money. I remember specifically my first Uber ride because I was going, (laughs) it was snowing and I had the girls over and we were drinking lots of wine and we ran out of wine. And the liquor store was closed. And so um, I think it was on a Sunday in Virginia Beach. So we're like, okay. So my friend Lisa was like, hey, you know what? I have more wine at my apartment because she collects wine bottles. Like she would go to a winery and collect a bunch of bottles and she brings them in cases. And so we're like, okay, great. Let's go over there. And uh, we were going to order a cab that was going to take 30 minutes just to get to us. And then the meter's already running by the time he gets there. And then, so we expected it to be like, what, 20 bucks just to get to our house. And then she said, no, let's try Ubers. You know, I was like, girl, I've never taken an Uber. And of course the meter starts going from the time we were there. It was five bucks. Five <sighs> bucks. And I was like, my mind was blown. I was like, normally we would have paid 20 to $25 just to get to her house, which is like literally just a couple of blocks away. Um, we had to go through the highway, which is why we didn't walk it. And uh, of course it was snow, but yeah, it was only five bucks. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm Ubering here all the time. So you know what I heard? I heard that Uber and Lyft, they were getting a government payout basically because I don't know if it was something with taxes or the industry that they were working in, they were trying to provide a service. So they were getting a lot of this bailout money, I guess, from the government. And that's how they could keep the prices so low because they wanted to price out all of the taxi companies so that they could be the market leader. Well, now that a lot of the taxi companies have kind of in at least America have gone slightly obsolete or it's harder or more inconvenient now they're not getting the bailout from the government anymore. And I think that's why some of these prices have gone up because I was thinking mm-hmm. like my little trip from point A to point B shouldn't be a lot of money. And it is like, it's mm-hmm. $15 for me to go from, you know, the paint shop over to the airport. Now I do know that there is sometimes an airport surcharge that just yeah. tack on. And I'm thinking, can I get dropped off like down the road? Like I'll walk. I don't care. I used to do that when I was in Seattle and they dropped me up across the street from the hotels and I would just walk up, but there are no hotels Uh in walking distance. There's nothing near there except the highway and the airport. So Mm. gotta do what you gotta do. Not even like a park and ride. That I don't. Well, there is a park and ride down the road, but then if I got the Uber to the park and ride, I would still have to pay the person to take me from point A to point B, right? 
Right, but that's what I'm saying. If you go drive your car and park it at the park and ride, and then just take the Uber from the park and ride to the airport, I wonder if it would be cheaper. I will do some investigating. Yeah, you make a good point. You make yeah. a good point. Yeah, because I and then before <laughs> this, this is in October when I freaked myself out, and I was gonna take. So the beauty about my apartment is like I'm located like so close with public transit to three airports, international airports. So when I was gonna try to go to Prague in October, or when I did go to Prague, I was gonna try to take the bus. It's about a 45 minutes to an hour bus ride, and it takes Oof. you right in front of Dulles. And so I was gonna do that, but somehow I messed myself up, and I thought, oh my gosh, I completely missed where I was supposed to go, and um, and ended up driving, hauling ass there, thinking, oh my gosh, I'm late for my flight. I'm gonna miss my flight. I'm not gonna make it there. Oh my gosh. And so I had a friend. Of, I have a friend of mine um, who told me where that's where she parks all the time and she rides the bus and it's like a dollar to ride the bus and so she does it she, she parks at the park and ride locally and then she just goes takes the bus to Dulles well I didn't have that luxury so I started ordering an Uber on my way to the park and ride so that it would drive me go from the park and ride to the airport because Smart. it would be cheaper in the long run than parking at the airport because I was going to go for like 10 days and so that's like eight dollars you know at least you know, a day. So mm -hmm. I was like, I can't do that. And uh, anywho, so that's what I ended up doing. It's parked in the park and ride. My car was safe. It was free. And all of it was paying for the parking. Um, you know, uh, what would be the, um, not, what is the word? Not pro tip or full disclosure. I was actually two hours early to that flight. Nice. I myself out thinking I was late. I had plenty of time, but I was a ding dong and read the thing wrong. Love it. So, <laughs> it well, Sydney, out. I think I think we've covered a lot of good ground. We've covered work life balance. We've talked about dating and relationships in relation to working and living. So I think we've covered a lot here today. Is there anything else that you can think of? Any closing remarks that you'd like to bring up? Mention anything that I'm forgetting? Um, I would just, I'm trying to think, uh, I don't know, I guess just putting yourself out there. I guess, would you, would you consider still putting yourself out there with the online dating? It's still, would you still do it or no? Would you just? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you never know what you're going to find. So just being open to whatever is the most important thing. And, you know, if someone does come along and they do feel like they would be a good match, I'm definitely open to it. But I'm also not going to derail what I have going for me right now, because I think for so long I've wasted time or I've worried about saying or doing something wrong or whatever. I don't want that to get in the way of, you know, the things that I want to accomplish. And, you know, I'm not trying to be selfish, but I'm just trying to be wise with how I spend my time. And I don't know, it's just sad because let's say you do date somebody and you have a great three months or a great three years. Well, if that goes bad, you kind of have a bad taste in your mouth after that. Anything that you do is reminding you of that person. Or you can think about, oh yeah, I traveled there. I went to Hawaii on my you know, first date with so-and-so and I'm always going to think about Hawaii now because of that, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's kind of tainting the memory a little bit. So that's another thing for me too. I'm, 
not too bothered if nobody comes along. And the older I get, the more independent I don't mind being. I've never been that person that's like, oh yeah, I'm here just for the physical, you know? And uh -huh. when I lived in California, I did meet a group of guys and they said, there's a big difference between love and sex. There's a big difference mm -hmm. between the emotional versus the physical. And I was so confused by that because, you know, growing up in church, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, screw around basically unless you're mm -hmm. married, you know? And so that idea of separating the physical from the emotional was very confusing. But ultimately, I'm kind of feeling like nowadays, the older I get, the more I don't want it to be transactional, but I kind of want to say, hey, what are you up to? I'm up to nothing right now. Why don't we have a moment here where we can just like, you know, it's like going to get mm -hmm. coffee with a friend instead of coffee. It's other stuff. Something else. <laughs> and then, yeah. and then, you know, if it's a nice experience, great, cool, awesome. You're on your way. I'm on mine. Maybe I've been adjusting to that kind of mindset because for so long I had this idea of what I wanted and what I wanted to see and experience and it wasn't really working for me. So I'm like, Hey, you know what? Let's see if there's something else I can do. What's more efficient, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that might change again. A lot of times I've heard people, they'll go on a date, they'll hook up. And then if the hookup is really good, then they actually take the time to get to know one another after that. <laughs> and then they date. And I'm like, that's so backwards. Wait. Exactly how it happened. We went and honestly, I just wanted to make myself feel better. And here I am with this really hot guy. And um, I was like, sure. You know, and then later on, I, he was like, well, yeah, well, let me know if you want to hang out later. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want a boyfriend, you know. And then I got my feelings in the way, you know. So then I ended up, like, dating him. Um, but it was not intended to be that way. So, it's yeah. It's kind of funny how that happens. But also at the same time, if I went into a new hookup relationship thing, whatever, and I said, oh, yeah, I'm not looking for anything serious. If I did meet someone that was looking for something serious, then I would kind of put a bad taste in their mouth. Mm -hmm. Or do I say that and then they're like, oh, I see a challenge and I'm going to work towards it you know I, I don't know what the psychology is behind all of that but I don't know you just gotta live your life I think it's great that you were like hey this is what I want this is what I don't want and yeah your mind can change that's okay too yeah I know like in my 20s I was looking for I call them temp guys or temporary guys you know so <laughs> I know it's kind of messed up but yeah so I mean if what's your I definition <laughs> Uh, somebody that's not going to be long-term, like not a long-term relationship or not like a serious relationship. I can see an end date with our relationship. I can see like why we would break up or me breaking up with you. I can see you breaking up with me or me breaking up with you, but it's usually me breaking up with you. And so I see an end, you know, an end to the relationship. And the only one that ever scared me ever was the roommate um, because I was so young and in my twenties and my early twenties, and I did not see a reason why he would break up with me or a reason that I would break up with him. So I didn't see an end, end date to that relationship and it scared the crap out of me. Um, so naturally I needed to Jedi mine him so that he would break up with me <laughs> because I didn't want to be the bitch, you know, that mm -hmm. broke up with him. And cause I still wanted to keep him as a friend or keep him close. Um, I love that you said temp guy yeah. or temp boyfriend. I can't remember yeah. what you said. Yeah, it's a temp guy. Yeah. Temp guy. Because we were talking about the work resume versus the dating resume. Yes. And now we're having temp contract mm -hmm. work three months long. You yes, know, three I'm just months. thinking about the resume. 
Yes, exactly what it is. All, most of my relationships have been three months or less because they're temporary. They're not meant to be there permanently. It's not a permanent position. You know, your application is So how does that work? Good. Like you, you meet someone, the physical's really good, but you start to see red flags, but you still stay until yeah. when? How long do you stay until you don't? To be honest, for either I pulled out. I usually, oh, I usually pull out when they have the conversation of, uh, I legit had a guy told me this in the car and we broke up. He said uh, he wanted to take our relationship to the next level where we could talk, be more serious about potentially having a future together. And so that's usually when I parachute out and jump out. So <laughs> I'm so messed up. No, um, no, it's, it's but, fine. I mean, it, it's tough because we've all been there where you might like someone more than the other person or they like you more or vice versa, whatever. They like you more, you like them more, whatever. I feel like that inequality sometimes can be off-putting to another person. But also, if someone wants to be obsessed with me and they're super cute and they're super nice and they hold the door open for old ladies or like, you know wave to strangers without a threatening you know mindset behind it just whatever i'm i'm down i'm i'm totally fine with that please be obsessed with me because i'm going to be obsessed with you because of all of your wonderful qualities that is fine but it's just tough when someone's like oh i love you and i want to date you and it's so quick and it's so sudden and i start to go red flag because mm-hmm. I've had people in the past that well, actually there was like a girl in middle school. She's like, Oh, you're super hot. We should date. And I was like, you've known me for three days. And I said, so what do you like about me? And she said, I don't know. You're cute. And I was like, okay, anything else? Do you know anything yeah. else about me? You know? And that's so yeah. bitchy of me to be, you know, Oh, why do you like me? Man? Or no, suspicious. Yeah. But you know, at the same time, I'm like, you know, I, I want to have a genuine connection with you and mm-hmm. I'm, a grower, not a shower. <laughs> <laughs> My love grows instead of showing it immediately off the bat. You know, I kind of have to take mm-hmm. some time for for the love to marinate and to seep in and to really, you know, have that good tasting meat. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of chicken. I think it's dinner time. That's why I'm like, ooh. But anyways, yes, so many things to think about. I'm going to sleep very well with all of these chats and details and yeah. mindsets. And, you know, hopefully maybe this also allows us to maybe take another step forward or maybe helps us to go a little bit outside of our comfort zone to trying something new or maybe going on a date with someone that you might not necessarily immediately click with but people can be surprising so i mean clearly you know everyone that i thought was my type or appealing it's not worked out because they ended up being crazy or you know the red flags are there or whatever i don't know we'll see to be determined to be determined yes that's exactly how i see it uh when people ask me if i'm looking into dating or i'm looking around i always say well um, I'm not actively searching, but I definitely don't have my eyes closed. So. I love it. Window shopping. Window shopping. <laughs> Window shopping. And then I'm all about it. See what happens. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I didn't have to window shop for you. You just came Aww. into my arms and said now hello. Now you can't get rid of me. A, yeah. <laughs> with two fingers. Okay. Your exits are over here and your <laughs> yeah, over wing over. Yeah. 
but no, it's, it's been so nice just chatting with you and catching Same. up and uh, also on a more serious note too, I had been, you know, really worried about flying during the pandemic and, you know, I'm just very thankful because without you and, you know, your positivity and bunch of other things, you know, I was able to overcome this fear of, you know, traveling again during the pandemic. So it's just been nice to feel like I've gotten my life back a little bit. Yes, we're still dealing with this virus and it's not over. But at the same time, you know, you do have to start living your life at some point, as long as you're yeah. safe and you're being cautious and, yep. you know, showering and wearing a mask, yeah. whatever. Wearing a mask, <laughs> washing your hands. Think of it like a condom. The vaccine, it protects you. It doesn't necessarily protect somebody else, but it protects you. And so use your protective methods for yourself. If you do end up catching something, you know, hopefully there's medicine you can, you know, we can take to get like a, you know what I mean? Same concept. That's very smart. So yeah. Can, yeah. Is it, a, is like a condom? Is it a hundred percent proof that it's going to work? Every it can time? break. Yeah. No, it's condom to break. Yes. So yes. Could you could still catch the COVID, you know, <laughs> with being vaccinated? Yes. Nothing in life is guaranteed a hundred percent. Um, but it is like a condom it protects you. It doesn't necessarily protect the other person. So you've got to protect yourself and use what normally you would do to protect yourself. When you were out there and they didn't want to catch the flu, what would you do? Wash your hands. So be extra cautious. Take your vitamins. Get the jab. <laughs> <they would play. laughs> um, wear your mask. You know, Full circle. But, yeah. yeah, but if you ruin the jab, that's fine. Just wear your mask. You know, be safe around others. Safe. Yeah. yeah. And then just continue living with your life. Awesome. Well, Sydney, it's been a pleasure. And until Always. next time, yes, of yes. course. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Thanks Stay for safe. Me. Of course. Yes. I'll talk soon. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.